hope this works. <laughs> okay, cool. I saw the audio move for everybody else. I saw mine moving. Cameras are in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It turns out that Tuesday is is immune to the to the Twitch Witch curse that has befelled Monday from way back when when we invoked it somehow, possibly by starting a homebrew campaign rather than by going on to a uh, official module. So where we uh, where we are going to get started off is uh, with some brief announcements, which is uh, there is not going to be a one shot Wednesday tomorrow. Uh, as, uh, there is just conflicting schedules with a lot of the people, uh, that we had trying to get into the game as well. I know, I've never played as a dwarf before, and I was really excited to potentially be one. Uh, but, uh, our dear friend, um, God damn it, I am so bad with names! Lazy Bones! How did I forget that name? I got called that all the time as a child! Our dear friend Lazy Bones has said uh, that he is more than willing to either come on as either a guest spot or run a one-shot at a later point, so we are going to try and work that out at some point. Uh, we are also going to be working uh, using tomorrow. We won't be on Twitch, but uh, some of us are going to be working on a special project for our Monday game, which I am very excited to actually get done once it's finished. Uh, so look forward to that tomorrow. Or go back and watch any of the other one-shots and stuff that we've done. Um, also, we have a merch store. So if you go to bit.ly slash indoor merch, you can find yourself with a really cool mug. Such as this one. It's too small for Gregory. I forgot I had liquid in mine. We'll, we'll figure out about getting a larger mug. Maybe not like that size. We also have amazing uh, t-shirts designed by Danae Keener for the Moon Maidens, uh, which I am very excited about and always wear uh, as often as I can. Uh, also, if you are just tuning in now, we usually play uh, Tuesday, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time here at twitch.tv slash the indoor adventurer. Now, who are you guys playing for the evening as we proceed to <clears throat> Waterdeep Dragon Heist? Hey everybody, I'm RJ, and I'm playing Hebris, the Tief No, I'm playing Ghost, the Shifter Bloodhunter Cleric. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I came in last. I'm usually last, so... <laughs> well, guess what, RJ? You are now in the right spot. I did it. Seamless. Hey everybody, I'm RJ and I'm playing Hubris the Tiefling Warlock. Hi everybody, I'm LB Hackamuff and I'm playing Ghost, the Shifter Cleric Bloodhunter. And I'm old Greybeater Greybeard Severn and uh, I'm playing Kronk Gormless, Goliath Gladiator. Excellent. And I am the Indoor Adventurer. I shall be your Dungeon Master. Now, where we left off last time, you guys had uh... <clears throat> continued about your way uh, further uh, furthering your quest to find the Stone of Galore. Having interrogated Hrabaz, the split-lipped half-orc, you found out a lot of information that you had not been privy to previously, such as that Hrabaz was working for uh, Manshun, or as Kronk called him, Mushroom, uh, and that he was also after the, uh, the horde of a half-million dragons. 
Now, Hubris decided that with Kronk, he was going to go and talk to Lord Rainier uh, and also kind of let him know that there were people that are after him uh, as well uh, as let him know, uh, kind of spilling your guts to a certain degree, uh, pretty much everything that you guys have been up to over the last ser- uh, the last period of time. And in doing so, uh, Rainier uh, asked you to escort him to Laurel Silverhand, where upon meeting her, uh, she put you by, uh, not directly, but she put you in communication with Vajra Blackstaff, uh, the most powerful mage in Waterdeep, at least as is believed by many. Uh, she asked you if you would like to join Force Grey, to which you said that you would need time to think about it, as you went and continued, uh, walking through Waterdeep to the Spires of Morning, where you decided to stake out and look for one, uh, Lewitt Waldner, uh, a treacherous sort from Ghost's Past, uh, who was making his way, uh, away from a food cart back towards the high road. What would you guys like to do? starting today's session. I was Sorry, doing I had to get my clip. Yes, yes. Kronk <laughs> was working off the caffeine that he had inadvertently had at the uh, castle. And uh, so we see him. Uh, I would like to follow behind him. Ghost is in her um, veil. Uh, he was hubris... Um, changed <clears throat> uh he would have but he would let ghost like do her thing uh did he yeah but is he, he look human or yeah he looks like a victor right now oh like, right okay brown haired victor not our victor okay um so she's just gonna say uh she's gonna tell ghost or tell uh kronk kronk i mm. need you to follow behind us as far as you can without losing us all right shall we go for a walk darling and she'll offer her hand yeah. offers his arm and Kronk like pops up like throws himself from the ground and lands and then because <laughs> he realizes he took two steps and he's right behind you guys <laughs> so we'll try and uh keep up with him in the crowd and uh since it's lunchtime i'm sure there's a bunch of people yeah um and uh just keep our eyes on him try to follow him to his home okay make a survival check okay I'll assist, giving her advantage. Thanks. Is Kronk, he safe fiend or <laughs> He is not. Uh, Kronk, huh. I would also like for you to make a survival check. Oh. Kronk's bizarre adventure. I got a spirit protector in me now. <laughs> I thought it was Manchun. It is I, Dio! Ah, it's 18. <clears throat> okay. Plus six. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. You... No, it's just 18. Okay. 18. I have a plus six. Got it, got it. Yeah, you track, uh, you managed to follow him without any real issue. Uh, Kronk, what was your survival check? I'm working on it, man. I had to get the bone circle out. It's all about the magic. All right. <clears throat> My plus um, zero. Oh, 15. All right, okay. so you managed to keep track of hubris and ghost. Uh, through the busy streets of Waterdeep. But you uh, you giving them uh, some breadth 
and the two of you being able to kind of follow him, you manage to uh, track down Father Lewitt until he reaches the southern ward. Uh, and then after going down a few alleyway- alleyways, he ends up uh, going to a what looks to be a very small home. Uh, kind of, uh, it looks very plain from the outside. It's not really decorated or colored up, but you see, uh, kind of carved into the wood of the door is the symbol of, uh, a monitor. Okay. Um, uh, I would like to, how busy is the street around it? Uh, the street around it is pretty busy. There's, you can see that there are people all just kind of littering about. Even though it is still pretty cold out, uh, it looks like a lot of businesses are trying to, uh, trying to pick up their business again, uh, as well as people sort of venturing out. This is the first time that they've really felt comfortable going out and getting food for their homes and then being able to return. Okay. Um, I would like to stake out the house a little bit. Um, so... Uh, if Kronk, if and when Kronk walks by us, uh, we'll, I'll just tell him, just walk down the street a little bit and come back and get some food from a cart, you know, inconspicuous. Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, yeah, and I'd just like to watch the house for about a half an hour or maybe an hour just to see kind of the ins and outs if anyone else goes in. Um, is it easy accessible from like an alleyway or is it all kind it's of on just the street? On, the main, uh, on this main street. It is an alleyway. It's not like the high uh, the high road or anything, but yeah. for the area in the south <clears throat> that it is, you can see that it is forward facing into the alleyway. Uh, okay. And he does have a plethora of neighbors. Okay. Um, what is it? Is his house in the middle or on the corner? Uh, his house is in the middle. Okay. There are two other. There are. There's a house on either side of him, as they're okay. all sort of just pressed up against each other. And you're pretty sure uh, that looking at this, it's part of a housing unit, like sort of townhouses where there yeah. isn't. Uh, they share a wall with their neighbors. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> um. And then she'll note any of her any of his neighbors, like what they look like, uh, okay. that sort of thing. Uh, and do his windows face any other buildings? Uh, it faces. There's one uh, on the on the second floor that kind of faces out into the street. Uh, and then, other than that, you see that there is just a kind of smaller window uh, down below that is near-ish the door. Um, sorry to bombard you with all these questions. That's all right. Uh, and then, uh, does it look like, is it small enough to be like a one bedroom house or is it like, it might... what, what can I gather from the exterior? Based off of looking at it, it's not a studio by any means. They probably set him up with at least, uh, at least the capability of having a small study, uh, mm-hmm. or worship space. So you mm-hmm. are guessing that there is probably... Uh, there's probably the main sitting room that might have been turned into the study, as well as a bedroom upstairs, uh, as well as a small area for a, uh, for a kitchen. Kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) At some point, Hubris, like, walks away, comes back with, like, two paper cups. So, what's our play? And hands are, like, one. 
Oh, what um, is in the paper cups? Hot cocoa. Uh. Mark off three silver pieces. Okay. Uh, she kind of uh doesn't look at it, and then as she sips it, she, oh, thank you, Hubris. Um, I I think that for the time being, we know where he is, and we know his surroundings. I think that maybe another day or two of checking in to make sure that he is where he says he is and no shenanigans. We strike. Hmm. Fun. Yes, I know this is your favorite part about crime. Mm, the waiting game. I just love it. Mm -hmm. Shall we gather Kronk and move our way home? If Kronk doesn't gather himself first, is the caffeine worn off by now? I assume. Yeah, <laughs> we'll say yes. We did, we did laps and push-ups and crunches. and <laughs> he's, he's exercised it all out of his system. Good, good, good. Oh, you two can go ahead. I need to do some shopping for Victor. Oh, um, all right. Conk, do you need anything while we're out? Yeah. Uh-uh. What about the kids? Oh. Ooh. They need stuff? They do need stuff. Perhaps we should um, go on a little shopping adventure for them as well. Yeah. All right. We should get them jammies. They can't keep using my shirts. Hmm. True. So, a couple sets of clothing, jammies, um, perhaps, uh, do you think Nat would like uh, bows and such? I'm pretty sure she likes bows if the arrows come attached. And Kronk made the noise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When I was a child, I <laughs> I liked blood, so I don't know. Mm, me too. Mm. And he looks away wistfully. He just gives them this look like Kronk. <laughs> Y'all are weird. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh two sets of clothes per kid, uh jammies, and um how are their shoes? Barely shoes? there. Okay. Mm -hmm. A pair of shoes for each of them that they can grow into a little bit. It looks like if from your recollection, these don't even this the shoes don't even have soles. They just kind of look like burlap that has been bundled Aww. up over feet. Bless. Okay. Uh, also, uh, Kawaii Dere Dere, thank you for the follow. <laughs> ah! Desu. Who, who might that be? I don't know. I have no idea, but thank you, Greybeard. Do you know what happens? All right. Yeah, I know what happens. Mm -hmm. I just don't get the Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hi, whoever you are who someone knows, I take this mallet and I hit that guy in the face. Woo! Also, Wings is in the chat. Hi, Wings. Hi, Wings. All right. So, uh, yeah, you guys are going clothes shopping for the kids as well as getting all the parts for Victor. Uh, so, are you getting two sets of clothes and jammies for the kids? Yes. All right. Hi, JD. So, uh, you are going to, it's going to run you for the clothing. Are you looking for like the fanciest of nice clothing or are you just going for like this? They will grow out of this. This is just for like, please wear this for now. It's better than what you have. Um, As a person who has been around kids for long enough, the second. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Don't buy anything nice. <laughs> Parents. <laughs> 
Yep. Sop clothes. Um, All right. So... Yeah, just basically two sets of clothes, one that they can wear while the other one's being washed, like, and then jammies, like a, a sheet. All right. Uh, that in total is going to end up costing you... I want to say two gold pieces okay. for all of the clothes. For the shoes as well? Uh, yeah, with the shoes. It's full okay. clothing sets. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then the shopping list, Hubris, uh, while you are talking to this gnome, uh, this small tinkerer uh, who is trying to sell you these parts, um, he is a he is a tinkering gnome by the name of Badger, and he is willing to sell you these seventy five uh, these uh, tinkering parts for seventy five gold pieces. Ooh, Badger, can we can we cut a deal here? You realize it's made of precious metals, correct? Uh, like I don't set the price for these. This is market value. We're going off of a gold standard here. All right, I understand that, but seventy-five gold. What? It's not for one piece. You have three baskets of things. That's well, yeah. a reasonable price. I'm already offering you the best deal in Waterdeep. Fine. Insight check him. Okay, insight. Sure. Let's let's see what the plus zero gets me. Two. On my insight check. I'm not there. Oh, I thought we all. Yeah, I thought you guys had all gone. Unless well, no, they we split, didn't we? Okay, so Kronk and Ghost were getting the clothes. Hubris. Okay, got it. So, uh, yeah, this guy seems like he, man, some other gnomes would have charged you a solid one fifty for this, but he is offering you a fucking deal. Fucking. You know, I'll acquire it slowly over time. I'll just take one basket of stuff for now. All right, twenty-five gold. That's a lot better than seventy-five. It's a third of the price for a third of the parts. Okay. And you end up getting uh, twenty-five gold pieces worth of tinkering parts. Um. Yeah. So I'll be back for those two sometime. Whenever. Tell your friends. Yeah, I will. Um. Thanks, Badger. Just kind of waves you on. And then are you heading back to the house or do you have any other stops that you would like to go to? Oh, I would like to grab an arcane focus for 25 gold. Okay. Yeah, you managed to find uh, a dude willing to sell you that. No problem. Cool. Uh, and I'm going to go to a cobbler and ask that he sew the arcane focus in the sole of like my bladed boot. Uh, yeah, he'd be... Make a persuasion check. Twenty-three. Yeah, he is willing to do that. Uh, for one gold and five silver. Cool. Yeah, and it... You, so you're there without one of your shoes on for about an hour. Uh, and then he... <laughs> we get we walk in as we're right we're getting shoes for the kids. Mm -hmm. Hey, what? He just where's has... your shoe? I imagine it's the one sock that has like a toe sticking out. Yeah, like the big <laughs> he toe. He just like looks down. Out. You know, I don't know. Was there earlier today? Hmm. That's a good thief. Stole your shoe right off your foot. And the <laughs> checks for his boots. And then <laughs> he was like. 
could the cobbler have been done at this point? <laughs> like, yeah. as they walk in, like, he just like extends his hand, and the cobbler puts the shoe on his foot. It uh, is hand. the uh, you actually have been to this cobbler before. This is where you ended up picking up those very long thigh high boots. Yep. Uh, the traveling soul. Just traveling soul. Well, also, I love what you did with those thigh highs. They were very comfortable. I told you. Big old boots are going to be real comfy this time of year. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, new customers. Have... Hello. And my uh, friends. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I would like uh, three sets of children's clo- uh, shoes. Okay. Um, they're about that big. The kids the or the shoe? The feet. The feet. Okay. Shoes for like an 11, 10, 11 year old. Got it. Uh, and he just sort of walks into the back and starts just going through what look to be large <clears throat> barrels of shoes. Oh, could you make them a little bit bigger so that they can grow into them? Yeah, you got it. And just thumbs Thanks, up. Thanks, boss. What was his name? He never I, gave it. I called him boss. Oh. Uh, so yeah, when he hands him over, uh, I'm sorry. What was your your name? You can call me Jeremiah. Jeremiah, lovely to meet you. Um, and she like oh, lifts up her leg a little bit so he can see her boots. Um, would you be able to make something similar to this? Uh, should these go? Sorry, Twitch. Uh, <laughs> we didn't show the foot. It's fine. We got fine. Some leggy. Some bunny slippers. It's good. Uh, if we should, um, if I should need some more. If you need boots, I can make them. Can you make them form-fitting? Yeah. You don't mind me doing some measurements. Oh, of course not. Wonderful. Um, uh, They are fine for the moment, but I shall keep you in mind, Jeremiah. Thank you. No problem. Tell your friends. Will I did. do. <laughs> not you. You're already doing a great job. <laughs> That's why I cut off the, five sil- the extra five silver that you would have needed to pay. Oh, thanks. It's a friendly discount. All my friends are here or dead. Um, oh, well, buddy. buddy. There's always a chance to make new friends. Ones that aren't so dead. Or you end up just... Well, you probably shouldn't befriend a necromancer. That's a bad idea. That does sound pretty bad. Mm. Ghost kind of looks off into the distance. Let's go. <laughs> I might know a guy. You guys have a good day. Well, Kronk, we need to have a discussion later. <laughs> Did we tell him about Zaraj? He made the flower arrangement. No, that we're going to resurrect him. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you did. And okay. then I got upset because. Yeah. He, You're like, what about Wolf? Wolf died before Zaraj. What's this? This is some BS. Yeah. So. It's all about working your friends and your angles. Mm. That's your job. Right. Back to the house? Yeah. Yeah, and when you guys uh, get back to the house, you can see that the kids have actually been building snowmen in the front lawn. Oh, how sweet. Children! (laughs) Uh, You see them kind of just like running down uh, the alleyway behind the house and then come barreling out, throwing snowballs at each other. I scoop up a pile of snow and then, like, pack it together and I just lob it at one of them. 
Okay, make an attack roll. Uh, <laughs> that was almost a natural 20. Um, <laughs> 14 foot 16. All right. Uh, which kid do you want to hit? Um, Squid. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as as he's running around the corner, his head's kind of like turned back behind him, looking at Jenks and Nat. And then when I'll he whistle. turns his face, and then as you whistle and he turns his head, it just pegs him right in the face, and you see him drop into the snow, and you just hear, <laughs> "Good one, Dad!" And like just wiping the snow off of his face as Nat comes over and helps him up. Children, I have presents for you. Uh, and they all cheer and run, uh, run up to you. All right, well, let's open it inside, okay? Don't push. Uh, Yeah, and you see them kind of like pushing at each other as they uh, all run inside, and the door just opens wide for you guys. Cool, 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 cool. And then when we get upstairs, I'll just... All right, now everyone close your eyes and put out your hands. Uh, And they put their hands out, and you can see that Squidly is like trying to like squint through his one good eye that he has because he has giant maw of paws in front of them (laughs) (laughs) just one it's crawling you just need a finger (laughs) oh uh and she'll put the shoes in their hands first all right open and they look down uh and you see them all just kind of get like a look of confusion and then recognition about what this gift means. And I've also got you each two outfits and jammies. And then at uh, at that, you see like uh, Squidly just starts like taking off his shirt. Just don't want to wear it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lady Flame gave it to me. I want to wear it. Just like trying really hard to take off his shirt. It's getting caught in his horns though. Oh. Sweetie, Hubris, can you help him, please? Uh, yeah. And then Nat is going to just kind of grab the new clothes and hold them tight to uh, tight to herself, and she looks at you, Ghost, uh, you Kronk, and you Hubris, and just does the thank you motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she will walk into the bathroom and just shut the door. Oh. You know, when you're older, you can't just like disrobe at the drop of a hat in front of a lady. That's kind of rude. Well, I huh? mean, you can, but like. You gotta but- unbutton your collar first, and then he takes it off, the shirt off. One horn, then the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so Squidly and Jenks end up getting into their new clothes, uh, and then Nat comes out of the bathroom, and she's wearing uh, she's wearing her new clothes as well, and you can see that she's kind of just like stomping on the ground with her new shoes. Now, I didn't know if um, if you were interested in this, Nat. Um, but I did, I did pick up a ribbon. If you want me to braid your hair, uh, and she looks at it and just kind of like gives you this like. Mm. Would you like to wear it as a headband for battle? She kind of keeps thinks sweat, about it. Keeps the sweat out of your eyes. <laughs> she nods. Goes like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she hands it over. Yeah, and she'll Sweet. set it out so that way she has the warrior headband on. Mm-hmm. And Squidly just, all not fair, she gets a present? You all got presents. Yeah, but like, she got an extra one. And then Jenks no. is just, dude, it's all right. The real strength is inside you all along, Squidly. That's where the <laughs> presents are. Just 
I don't know what that means. Squid. Kronk's given the same face, like. <laughs> what? If you haven't noticed, headbands don't really work for us, so. My eye patch works. Yeah, but it's a good thing you're adorable. And then he rubs his hair and heads upstairs to Victor. All right. Uh, and when you uh, arrive in Victor's lab, uh, you open up the door and immediately uh, this small mechanical creature just swoops at you uh, as ah! your mechanical pseudo dragon then just lands on your arm and crawls up uh, your shoulder. Ah. And Victor just kind of turns to look at you and stands and brings his hands up and comes over very excitedly. Sorry, bud, but I could only get like a small amount. It was like a lot of money. He just kind of tilts his head at you. Looks at the parts and then, uh, like, goes over to the table uh, and pulls up a copy of the list and kind of just points to things that are on the list. Uh, he will walk over to the list and just strike off the ones that he got him. And then uh, Victor will look at you and just do question marks next to all of the uh next to all of the ones that are missing and then look at you again and kind of put his hands up i hold up an empty like almost empty coin pouch and jingle it and he just kind of tilts his head at you again and then it costs a lot of money we'll slowly get them and he puts his hand on his chin mm, what what are you thinking Young man, what are you thinking? And then he'll just turn his head towards you. Just shrugs a little bit. <sighs> Don't do anything dumb, Victor, I swear. We will slowly get you the parts you need to make another one. You just gotta be a little patient, bud. He just kind of like looks at you and just slowly nods. You can see his head kind of sinks down a little bit. He looks sad. Oh. Well, if it's any consolation, you could always make modifications to this little one. Mm -hmm. Upgrades. He takes it. Uh, and when he does, he kind of like clinks his arm like he did last time when you said that a stinger was a bad uh, idea on a children's toy. Yeah, yeah. That's an easy fix, though. Just remove the stinger. Uh, and so uh, he'll take this small mechanical dragon uh, and just look at you and then look back at the creature and set it down onto the table. Then he'll hey, take the parts uh, that you gave and set them down next to the creature. Thumbs up. And he puts he puts his fist out towards you. Ah, oh, yes. Fist bump. And then just. Ow. All right, Victor. I'll be back. Remember to show yourself every now and again. Make sure you're still functioning. He nods. Cool. All right. He returns and starts to leave. You see him just sit back down, and then uh, as the door closes, you see uh, with one hand he grabs the back of the dragon creature and kind of like sets it down onto the table as it tries to wiggle a little bit, and he just presses the button onto its back as it powers down. 
kind of sad I just got this money <laughs> okay alright so you have given the kids their gifts you have uh, given Victor his prezies uh, and at this point it is about one in the afternoon is this Trid home uh, knocking on her door you do find that she is home <clears throat> Just, and, uh, uh, she'll come over and open up the door. Are you ready? Oh, are you ready now? Oh, I got my spells overnight. The All only right, thing then. I was waiting for was the gem, but I got that this morning when I was taking out your trash. Lovely. Um, so perhaps um, where should we move him to? It's wherever's fine. All right. Um, I could do it where he is. I could do it. Shouldn't do it outside. That's just a. Right. That's just asking for problems. Right. Shall I take the children out so they don't walk in? That's on probably this for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kronk, will you help? Uh, uh, Hubris, take the children uh, down to the bar. Perhaps they won't be opening for another hour. Right. I was uh, just thinking I was going to take them out for hot cocoa or something. Lovely. Um, yes, then we will. Uh, we have another spare bedroom, right? Uh, in the third floor. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Kronk, will you help me lift him upstairs? Help. <laughs> uh, can you be, just wait until after I leave? That's going to be really hard to explain. Mm. Right. All right. Kubrick just walks out the room. All right, kids, field trip! Yay! Oh, hubris, and she'll go out in the hallway, and she'll give him ten gold. Why? What? Don't spend it all in one place. I mean, give him this... something nice. Okay, some extra nice hot chocolate then. <laughs> Maybe some candy or um, a, a trinket, a toy, if they want one. Okay, that's fair. That's a lot of candy. <laughs> walks away all right oh, uh, real quick indoor how much money did uh never ember hand me for dinner for dinner i believe uh i believe i said that he handed you 20 gold pieces okay he usually hands me 10 yeah, so that's why dinner I was... was a special occasion all right, all right. if not Man, fuck whatever past me said. He totally gave you 20. All right. There it is. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like the positivity. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Hubris, you are going uh, candy shopping, trinket shopping, doing what have you uh, on your way out to uh, just to distract the kids. And then uh, Ghost... You uh, and Kronk end up kind of scooting away all of the furniture, picking up Zaraj's body, uh, and taking him upstairs to the third bedroom, uh, which is actually where Istrid had been staying. Uh, so she's totally fine to just have cool. Zaraj come back uh, during this time. Yeah, he'll be... I don't... Have you done this before? A few times. Okay, so he'll be quite exhausted. He's going to be pissed, is what he's going to be. I'm sure he will be. 
Have you that ever, would be quite fun. Have you ever died before? Yes, actually I have. And she points and how, to her eye. And how did you feel coming back? Relieved? All right then. That's one <laughs> way to take it. Uh, and then uh, she is going to begin setting up for the ritual. Uh, and you can see that uh, Lang Zaraj's six, uh, seven foot six frame down on the ground takes up a decent bit of the floor. Uh, and she sets this large diamond down onto his chest. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then begins uh, taking out a piece of chalk and just marking in circles around him. Okay. Uh, Ghost is going to uh, unbutton his shirt because it's going to make it better. Okay. <laughs> and Kronk, you can see a giant fresh bite mark on his left pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be a fresh bite, Mark. Yeah, it would. It happened the day before. Couple days ago. It was the day before he died, and then she's been. I thought he was dead for like three days at this point. Yeah, but she's been doing the thing. Doesn't that just refresh him? Yeah, but it wouldn't keep the wound. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> fuck it. It's there. Uh, so yeah, you uh, and as you do, Istrid just kind of looks up and just. Okay, and goes back to uh, mark uh, to writing down her markings, and there all of it's written in Dwarvish, uh, from what you are uh, able to gather. And as uh, as Istrid is just drawing things out, eventually you'll see a set of runes just kind of begin to glow brightly onto the ground, or very dimly at this point, uh, with this kind of lighter blue energy, uh, until eventually she finishes uh, just. Uh, putting these runes around him uh, almost in a way that a crime scene victim is laid out and they have to do the chalk outline. That is what she has been writing uh, these runes around. Until eventually she closes her eyes, pulls out an amulet, uh, and you can see that it isn't, uh, it isn't a deity that you're necessarily familiar with. Uh, this looks like some kind of dwarven deity. Okay. Uh, and as you uh, watch uh, Istrid kind of close her eyes and clutch this holy symbol, uh, the holy symbol begins to blow, uh, glow with that same bluish energy. Uh, and you see that the gem on Zaraj's chest also begins to glow with that same energy. Until eventually you see the gem kind of uh, move. And eventually it kind of rotates until it's on the point uh, where as a, uh, a kind of arrow shaped uh gem is kind of sticking out onto the chest um and it begins to spin and as it does it lifts itself up off of its off of Zaraja's chest and then you see it just explode outward uh but as it does it doesn't explode into glass shards or crystal shards uh or diamond shards it is strictly just turned into this glowing blue magical essence that then uh goes into all of these runes that have been set up around Zaraj. uh and then as uh as all of these small magical particles enter into the runes they begin to glow brighter and brighter and brighter until eventually uh you see what looks to be like wisps coming up from the ground almost like smoke 
And Istrid opens up her eyes and she has that same kind of glowing blue energy coming from her eyes as she just clutches the holy symbol. Uh, and the smoke then uh, begins to drift upwards and towards uh, the face of Zaraj as it begins to enter into his nose and into his lungs uh, until eventually, or and into his mouth, and eventually the smoke di- uh, stops the glowing ceases istrid closes her eyes once more and you see the glowing of her holy symbol drop uh and with a loud (laughs) and his back arches up off of the ground uh, and fist slams down onto the ground (laughs) what the hells (laughs) 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 and he just kind of begins starting to pick himself up and Istrid goes over and puts a hand onto his shoulder and just it's okay it's okay you're not on the iron you're not on the iron cube anymore you're fine and he just how long has it been where's hubris not here get him I need to have a word um, he'll be back in an hour or so. He's with the children. What? <laughs> you have kids? It's been a long couple of days. I don't have children. <sighs> and you see that as this initial rage just kind of leaves his body from him coming back, he does look very shrunken compared mm-hmm. to what he was before. And he just kind of smacks his lips and just does anybody have any water of course she'll give him her water skin uh and uh as he takes it he just uncorks it and begins drinking uh and he just drains the entire thing in a in a single go uh and istrid uh looks at him and just says if it's any consolation she's the one who wanted you back she kind of just like thumbs back towards you and he looks at istrid and just well, thank you for your care. Thank you for being so endearing, Istrid. Just my pleasure, Zarash. Uh, and she just kind of stands up uh, and gives you guys uh, some time to move over. And you see that uh, she is kind of like pulling the blanket off of her bed to bring it over and just throws it at Zaraj. Yeah. And he <laughs> wraps himself into it and kind of huddles in. Kronk, would you mind gathering some uh, ale for him? Something to warm his blood. And I uh, take off my cloak and throw it over him, too. And I'll, uh... It would fit him. <laughs> it would. And uh, lump off. It'd be too big. I'm th- twice his mass. So. Okay, fair enough. No, oh, oh. Blanky sized. <laughs> <laughs> And can you uh, grab a few uh, pieces of meat, something for him to eat? All good. Thank you. And then uh, Istrid just puts her hands into her pockets uh, and looks up at you, Kronk, as you're about to go. And she's and she just says, looks like they've got something to talk about. So why don't I follow you? I'll show you where the good meats are. Sounds good. Oh, that's a bad idea. Uh, and the two of them walk out of the room uh, and Zaraj is now just kind of huddled uh, in this blanket and in Kronk's cloak uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, She'll sit on the bed. And he just kind of looks at her from his position on the floor. Uh, what does this mean? You were the one who wanted me back. To be fair, she offered. <laughs> uh, we found you on the street, brought you back here, thought might be worth having you back. She offered. I kept you fresh. My thanks. Hmm. You're welcome. I hope it wasn't a good afterlife. As good as a half work can get. That's true. Find ourselves on the eternal battlefield fighting against our brother Kin. Hmm. Better than the hells. This is true. Um, do you want to come up to speed, or would you rather fill me in on your evening? I want Hubris to be here. Why? Because he sent me to, to my death. Why the fuck do you think I want him here? Give him smooches. Ghost thinks about it for a sec. It's not my birthday yet. Um, look. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't know. I mean, he made it. He made it out. Good for him. Mm. I'm guessing your other friend, same thing. He was killed there. Was he? Yes. Makes sense. What happened? Well, I was under the assumption that they were carnival folk. I believe we told you that they were not. I believe you told me that they had firearms, yes, so I brought a team. I brought a small group with me. We set out, got into the boats, because that's where... That's where Hubris said that his gun was. So, we went looking. Turns out... People had already spotted us. So they led us onto the boat. Led us down into the bottom. Deep enough that we couldn't find our way out, and then they killed us. How many were with you? There was four of us in total. Me and a few others ends. Well? That sucks. To put I'm it sorry. lightly, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that these carnival folk are so resourceful and inept. They are carnival folk. What are they? Regan Death. Do I know what that is? You can make a history check if you would like. I would like. Well, no, that's not great. History is plus three. That's six. You have no idea what he's talking about. I'm sorry. I'm from the north. I don't quite know what that is. High-ranking drow assassins. Oh. 
Oh. What they're doing here, I don't know. What I do know is that I'm not going back on that fucking boat. <laughs> I don't blame you, and I don't expect you to. Maybe you were smart. Tell Hubris not to go near those things either. Absolutely. Well, while you were gone, uh, we captured Herbaz. Herbaz? <laughs> Um, and, uh, tortured him for information in the basement, um, and then we killed him, uh, found out that, uh, oh, geez, how much don't you know? Um, so the master, um, a man named Manchun, Manchun is back in town. Do you know him? Heard of him. Yes, he's the, and she air quotes, true leader of the Zents. At least he's the one who formed them. And he um, wants to take back the city. He has a powerful item that could that he could use to find the treasure of the uh, ex-open uh, lord of Waterdeep. But we know where the treasure is, and we know part of how to get to it. Where is it? It's in the graveyard. Do you know when he's going to try and get it? This man, Shu. From what Shrabaz says, a few days. Then you don't need a stone. Just take You're his. Correct. Well, that's the plan, but he's a very powerful man, and... As much as I like to think I'm very powerful... I know my match when I see it. It's probably not even him. No? No. From what I've heard, he hides away in that tower, sends out copies of himself to do his dirty work. Oh. That would have been good to know when we met him. Met him? He's seen your yes. face. Unfortunately. Does he know where you live? No. Good. At least, I don't think so. You don't think so? He disappeared before we exited. It's not good. No. But, we also talked to, uh... <laughs> Somehow, the, um, Lord... Uh, Laurel Silverhand, the open lord of Waterdeep, has found out that he is back, and he, uh, their, um, uh, what is it? What's her name? Lord Protector wants to attack him in his tower in the South Ward. Sounds like a problem for the city, then. That's what I thought. But if we want the stone back... That'd be a great cover. What do you need the stone for? If you know where the treasure is. So we don't know exactly how to get it. I'm sure you all can find something out. I'm sure. So what you've been good at so far. That and kind of motions to himself. Not I'm bad for it. a pretty face. <laughs> 
Right. Right. So you want to wait for Hubris to come back? I'd like to have I a word. I wouldn't exude yourself too much, though. Coming back from the dead takes a lot out of you. This isn't my first time, and I hope it's not my last. Would you like some help up onto the bed? Please. Ooh. Okay, she'll help him. Yeah, and you you can see that he was remaining sitting on the ground, not necessarily because he wanted to, uh, but because he really didn't have a choice otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, you kind of help him up onto the bed, and it is far too small for somebody of his size, but he mm-hmm. just has his legs kind of uh, hanging off the edge of the Less. bed. Uh, and you, you prop him it? up about, uh, like, so he's sitting up against the wall, and mm-hmm. at that point, his legs are at the very end. Mm-hmm. Do you need anything besides more drink and food? Uh, and uh, he looks at you uh, and says uh, that um, he kind of, like, even though he's all bundled up, just, it's fucking cold in here. Right. Is there a fireplace in here? Uh, I believe there is. Okay. Ghost will go. Yeah, she'll go over and uh, if there's wood in there, she'll light her claws and light the fire. Okay. Uh, And then Kronk, you are downstairs uh, getting food and drink with Istrid. Uh, Is there anything that you would like to be doing while downstairs? No. I just want to get back up there all right uh and you uh while this is happening uh you see Istrid kind of just being like the best uh from what she's cataloged the best booze is is on top of that shelf uh the best food is on top of that and she kind of like looks at you and points because she's too short uh to be able to go and reach it uh herself make a make a perception check Receptive as always. Five. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, she just kind of has her arms folded. Uh, her eyebrows kind of raised, just being like, it's up there. And then you stretching, like reaching up for it. And she just seems to kind of be taking you in as she does. Or as you do. Okay. All right. Yeah. Get stuff. And, uh, and then uh, she is... Uh, She'll have you be the one to carry it up. She doesn't want to do it herself. I don't think anything of it. Uh, And then as you walk past her, she just slaps your ass uh, (laughs) as the two of you begin to walk. All right. And she's keeping conversation very light with you. And Kronk doesn't, he gets smacked in the ass all the time, obviously, here in the the house. So it's just par for the course. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you and Istrid go upstairs, uh, you see that Zaraj has been moved to the bed uh, and yep. Ghost is working, trying to light a fire. All right. Uh, Roger. And uh, yeah, uh, Istrid at that point uh, says, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to catch him up to speed on everything on our end, if that's all right. You're muted. Sorry, shit. <laughs> uh, sure, would you like us out of the room? If you wouldn't mind. 
All right, holler if you need anything. Uh, Exit. Yeah, and Istrid will just shut the door behind uh, behind the two of you. I give him the warriors like sup, you know, kind of thing. Zaraj just kind of smiles at you. He can't nod his head very much or do uh, (laughs) do very many physical things. Just like cool, glad you're back, and then I'll exit. All right, and you guys um, know that you have about 20 minutes or so until Hubris comes home. Um, how how thin are these floorboards? Based off of the destruction that Wolf and uh, Kronk inflicted on your house <laughs> on your first day staying there, you know that they're not particularly thick. Okay, Ghost is going to go downstairs under where they are and hopefully have Kronk hold her up so that she can listen in on the conversation. Okay, Uh, make a perception check. Because it's water deep! Hey DM, how much is a healing potion? Healing potion should be 50 gold pieces. Perception is plus six. That's a 21. Nice. So you managed to overhear their conversation. Uh, so Istrid let Zaraj know uh, that her and Davil helped you guys with the interrogation of Frabaz uh, and relays that uh, the same information about what happened uh, on that front. She says that uh, Davil has, uh, was the one to set her up here in Trollskull Manor. Uh, and at that, you kind of hear Zaraj just kind of scoff to himself. Um, and it seems he's not necessarily a fan of Davil, but, like, they're work friends. Um, and uh, then uh, Istrid kind of lets... Uh, she continues to talk to Zaraj about the things that have been happening on her end, about how uh, the, tiefling, uh, the tiefling in this house has agreed to allow Istrid to be the manager of the establishment for the better part of two years. Um, which, uh, at that, you hear Zaraj just... He chuckles. He has a, a very good, hearty laugh to himself. Uh, which, at halfway through his laughter, it ends up stopping and turning into a cough, uh, rather than being a... Uh, rather than continuing on as a laugh. Uh, And then she lets him know uh, that uh, the others have been informed uh, about him coming back, so there's nothing to worry about. And then you hear Zaraj say uh, that he's going to need a carving knife and a length of wood. Uh, And she responds uh, asking him if it's about his bow and then there's silence and she says understood oh shit oh no humorous is dead that's right we didn't find that on him did we nope fuck okay you guys found a really fancy dagger hilt deep in his chest though i have that (laughs) it's a memento (laughs) (laughs) all right you mean a memento mori (laughs) So, hubris. <laughs> so, hubris. Where did what fun activities did you take the kids to do? Uh, so we went shopping for toys, basically. Um, yes. 
shopping for toys, got some candy, um, stopped by the potion place, got two healing potions for myself, uh, chilled out, hot cocoa. You got to drink hot cocoa while you watched the kids play in the snow. They they are so sugared up right now. Because when you went to the candy store, both Squidly and Jenks just looked at you with the biggest eyes possible to get them. I have, up. like, my hands on their collars. Like, okay, guys. Uh, go. <laughs> just drop them. And then Nat uh, kind of, like, rolls her eyes as the boys run off. And then she just kind of, like, walks up and then... Just begins taking little bits of candy here and there. She's not trying to take too much. Uh, and you I'll can see that like... before she does, she like tightens her warrior's headband. <laughs> I imagine as Hubris is like drinking the cocoa, he's like spying to himself, and then a snowball hits him in the face. And you can see that it's Squidly squid. who threw it at you. Puts the cocoa down, <laughs> shrugs off his first coat, and stomps into the snow. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, by the time that you get back, uh, the toys and candy, all co- it ended up costing the full 10 gold that Ghost had given you. Mostly because the toys that the kids were interested in uh, were sparring weapons. He, uh, we have those, though. Squidly wanted more uh, practice arrows. Okay, fine. And then Nat actually wanted uh, to get a small buckler, as well as a uh, as well as a smaller practice sword. All right, now you know, Nat. You're not supposed to take it full on. It's supposed to be a glancing blow. And she just keeps doing the motion of a glancing blow, and she's standing on the farthest edge of the group of kids, so she's not going to accidentally hit another one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, Jenks ends up coming uh, over to you. Uh, Hubris and says, what are we going to get by book? Oh, actually, it was like 200 gold, right? It was 200 gold, yeah. Um, My wallet's a bit light, but hopefully soon. Uh, have a job coming in that might pay well. And then uh, Jenks just kind of nods okay. And he says, did you hear that, Waffles? We're going to do it. And he just hugs his stuffed owl bear. Yeah. Hubris will bring him home. Yeah. Uh, And Ghost and Kronk, when you see Hubris when he comes home, he is just covered in snow uh, from having gotten into a snowball fight with the kids. You might want to take care of that. How was your day out? It was awesome! And all the kids, like, run in, uh, and Squidly just gives you a big hug on your legs. Uh, But he is just covered in snow as well, and you can just feel that cold, damp, snowy feel press up against you. Thank you. All right, children, now that we have two sets of clothes, we're going to take one off in your room, place your clothes over the, um, I don't know what they're called, the things that you put in front of the fire to dry out your clothes. Clothing, and, a clothing <laughs> rack, yeah. rack, and and then uh, get in your uh, your other set. All right. <laughs> uh, what is it, Greybeard? What is it called? Tell me. There's for men's clothes. It's generally called the valet, uh-huh. and then the others are actually called a drying rack. <laughs> oh, awesome! Solid. 
so you manage to uh the kids end up going off and drying out their clothes uh leaving you guys uh standing and uh in the in the central waiting room of troll skull manor uh and as uh hubris you have come home uh as you are all talking, you look up the stairs uh, and you see that Istrid has her arms crossed uh, and she looks down at you, Hubris, and says, The biggin would like to have a word with you. Fun. And that is where we are going to go into our first break of the evening. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has decided to stop by and join us for uh for this humble little campaign strut that we do through water deep uh we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly grab some sweet merch on your way at bit.ly slash indoor merch or you can check us out in the description uh area of this twitch channel right down there there's should be an extension that leads to the merch store so uh if you are interested in that you can find it there otherwise we will see you guys shortly all right everybody where it did hello everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in water deep dragon heist I don't know why I'm doing the intro spiel. I was off my guard. Welcome back. <laughs> We're back from the break. So, uh, as we left off, Hubris, uh, Istrid has looked at you from the top of the stairs and said, the biggin would like to have a word with you. Oh, fun. Um, he's pretty pissed at you. I'm going to come with just in case. Um, Fun fact, and she's going to lean over to him so that Istrid can't see. His bow got broken, and I'm pretty sure it's a big deal for him. So let's just keep that uh, in mind as we speak with him, all right? Okay. Here we come. Walk you up the stairs. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so you walk up the stairs. Uh, and then Istrid leads you uh, in your own house, which feels kind of weird. <laughs> but it's also like, this room is no longer your guys' room. This is a Zent room. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't feel weird to Kronk. He always just follows along. It's true. <laughs> Every building is a new home for Kronk. Uh, so uh, with the door open, you see that there is just this large figure that is sitting on the bed, his back up against the wall. Uh, with this large cloak over him, blankets uh, kind of wrapped over his legs, uh, and there is a fire uh, that is kind of just flickering in the corner of the room. And it's it's getting to the early stages of nightfall because it's winter. The days aren't as long. Uh, so even though it is still late afternoon, the sun is beginning to set. So it is really just this room being solely illuminated by that dying light as well as the flame. Do you want me to get you an ottoman so you can kick your feet up? No, but you can give me four days rest so I can kick your ass. <sighs> I warned you. I gave you full warning that there was something very sketchy about that fucking ship. So, when you say there's something sketchy about carnies... 
What the fuck is that supposed to mean? I told you, they had fucking guns. Yeah. Yeah, and you found out about that the hard way, you fang-faced fuck. Ghost is behind you. What? And Istrid just... (laughs) Doesn't... Just kind of like takes a step behind Grog or Kronk, sorry. Kronk. He was like walking up to Zarash. Okay. Kronk Kronk has moved to the end of the bed and does the Goliath squat. So he's just sitting at the end of the bed, like looking down the long ways of the bed. Okay. Just looking up at Zaraj. Uh, Probably almost eye level. Up. As a direction that one, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, right, yeah, yeah. towards him. I'm in the Pacific Northwest, everything is up from everything, so you're just looking in his <laughs> lower general Michigan, direction. Lower, Michigan, say lower. everything yeah, yeah. is up, yeah, yeah. everything's up. Like, I'm going up to California later. Like, no, you're going south. What is this location, <laughs> anyways? Uh, yeah, so you were looking at Zaraj, uh, as Hubris has just called him a fang faced. fuck uh and he there's just silence that comes from him and he says i took the precaution of bringing people with me what i didn't expect was drow assassins i told you there might be drow as well there wasn't a might all of them all of them all of them well, that's news to me. Yeah, news to me too. <laughs> Fuck your gun, you're not getting that back. Okay, fine, that's fair. I have an action ready. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, Ghost is gonna walk over and put her hand on Kronk, just like, it's okay, just let him hash it out. <laughs> uh, it's an action ready, that's all. I uh-huh. just don't want Hubris dead, so. I've kind of uh, just, you know, Forget about the gun. I owe you because I got you killed. I suppose you do. He just like puts a healing potion down on the table next to Zarash. He'll just look at you, reach out, he takes it. Pops the cork, smells it a little bit. Oh, if I wanted to poison you, I'd do it with a blade. I wasn't planning on you being a poisoner. I was planning on you being an idiot. He <laughs> takes a drink from it. Oh. And that is 2d4 plus 2D4 four. 2d4 plus 4. Okay. Wow, look at him go. He rolled max. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. So, uh, yeah, he drinks the potion, uh, and you can see that there is a little bit of color that comes to his otherwise gray skin. Uh, and he looks at you and says, Are you familiar with the Brigand Earth? Can I roll a history check? Yes. And Kronk, you can roll a history check as well. Can you spell that for me? Yes. So, that's a that's a natural eighteen. It is eighteen. Okay, so it oh. is B R E 
Brigand. G-A-N. D apostrophe. Oh. A-E-R-T-H. Because they're from the Underdark. You got to have random apostrophes. I'm amazed there's not a Q in there. <laughs> oh, there is. It's at the end of death. Ah. It's after I got the a D. Seven. I got a 17, by the way. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the two of you would have heard about this before, whether in your previous dealings, uh, just being pseudo phantom thieves and, and vigilantes of the night, uh, or just through sheer chance, possibly overhearing it at a tavern. Or Kronk, maybe uh, with your backstory, you might have even entertained uh, a member or two of this organization. But it is, uh, whereas the Drow Society is heavily matriarchal, uh, Brigandirth is a all-male assassin group. Uh, that is led by uh, a very infamous uh, drow figure known as Jarlaxle Baron. Uh, and that is, uh, they come with the backing of an incredibly powerful drow house uh, deep within the city of Menzo Baranzen, the city of intrigue. Motherfuck, what are they doing here? The fuck yeah, if I, I know. I've been saying that boats were full of drow the whole time. <laughs> Maybe so bad. Nick has been saying it the whole time. <laughs> so, if anything, Brigand Darth have been taking out half elves Zants on the dock. Zents? Centaurum. They were probably just being racist asshats and killing anybody who wasn't a drow. Oh, that's fair. Um. All right. So. I was going to go off on this long tirade, but you don't look up to par, and I have some things to think about. Good. You can get the first shot after all this is over and we try to kill each other. Hubris, like, turns to start walking away. What makes you think we're going to kill each other? I don't know. I killed you accidentally, and you want revenge? Accidents happen. Oh. I guess that's how I was born. Um, Ghost confusedly turns and looks at him like, what? Well, I don't know. If it makes it any fair, you can slug me in the face when you're better. He just shakes his head. I'm not going to hmm. slug you in the face. You already said, yo, him. Ah, uh, true. If anything, I'm going to make you fear the rooftops. Oh, Sure. That's going to be great. All right, now that's not very nice. I thought we were all going to be friends here. Oh, that was funny, Kronk. Come on. Remember he fell off the roof before? Yes, we are all aware that I have a history on rooftops. And Istra just you, looks darling. and says, Well, I didn't know that, but now I do. Oh, I fell off a roof once and she almost killed me. That's fine. Point is, she didn't. So yeah. you're still here. I hate rooftops. I don't like heights. Not a real fan. Kronk's just nodding. <laughs> Anyways. So, what are your plans? Looking at Istrid and Zarosh. Istrid uh, looks at uh, you guys and just says, 
I'm going to wait until Davil comes. Then we as a team are going to figure out what to do. And the three of you, you said that you all knew the location of where this vault is. Aye. In the graveyard. So why don't you go out and do a little bit of reconnaissance? Oh, yippee skippy, my favorite part of any heist. It's the best part. It's not. It's really not. He was just walking out to grab his coat. I don't really see much difference. Then I start, Kronk starts to lump out and he stops after they, because he's always last out. Mm-hmm. And he'll turn around to Zaraj and he's like, I'm hoping we can be pals. So I've been saying from the beginning, big guy. All right. You look like a friend. All right. And he turns and, you know, gets out through the doorway. Less. So, so for folks out there, we played with tape measures today. We did. We did. <laughs> and holy shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. You write the number down on a page and you're like, that seems pretty tall. Yeah. And then you move on. But then when you see the tape on a door frame, you're like, so that's what seven six looks like. And then, <laughs> and then I, I put the other six inches of Kronk on top of that and went, he's to the ceiling. He's to the <laughs> ceiling. And he will not fit through this door. I mean, Kronk literally has to do one shoulder, then lower his head, and then go through the other <laughs> shoulder and then stand back up on the outside of doors, normal doors. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. We, we can say that for your guys' house, because you got all of the renovations taken care of, that they made it large enough for you <laughs> to fit through. At least to fit sideways through. They, like, they couldn't raise the entire thing right. up. They're right. only working with so many. Right. Like, right. All right, maybe some doors. How's that? Yeah. Entryways yeah. and exits. That's that. Maybe that. Entryways, exits in the broom cupboard. Yeah. The yeah. broom yeah. cupboard like, and your bedroom. That's yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Your bedroom, those are the only doors that they extended out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. It was interesting. Like I said, we played yeah. the tape measure for this. Mind-boggling. Like, oh, I come to Zarash's sternum. Okay. <laughs> this <laughs> changes <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. All right. Oh, so uh, you guys have been told to do reconnaissance in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh are you heading out to do that, or is there anything that you guys would like to do beforehand? No. Reconnaissance. Sounds good. Tell the kids stay inside. Okay. Or they can go in the backyard. That's a, that's fenced. No, it's, it's nighttime, though. Oh, is it? No, it's not. It's the afternoon. It's late no. afternoon. Late oh, afternoon. oh, right, because it's dark out, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, make sure they get dinner. And play with their toys. Yeah. They're they're just making do. Like, they are having mm-hmm. a good time amongst themselves. Uh, and you can see that Lif is also kind of just playing with them. Uh, just like uh, Nat seems to have convinced him to hold, uh, to like spectrally uh, hold up a ball near her. And so she has her shield out and the ball will just like swoop in towards her so she can bat away with her shield. Or it'll come towards her and she'll try and strike out with her sword. Uh, just trying to do some form of combat training. Hmm. Uh, and Squidly, you see, is just like taking 
uh, pot shots with his dummy arrows that have a rounded end on them, trying to hit the ball as well. Uh, and he is not having nearly as successful a time as Nat is. <laughs> I whap him on the back of the head. Don't aim at anyone's faces. Uh, Yet. And Squidly is, uh, he seems to have taken a book from your library, Hubris. Which book? Uh, it is, uh, it's actually the Frankenstein book. Oh, Jenks. Yeah, Jenks did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one's a good read. Uh, and he says, I like it because it has Victor in it. That's fair. Yes, it does. Kronk right. again, being the last one out of the room, stops at Squiggly and, like, Squiggly and says, throat, shoot for the throat or the groin. And Squiggly uh, just gets this big look on his face and he's, yeah! <laughs> oh, we're gonna get these kids killed. Alright, so yeah, you guys make your way back out to the streets of Waterdeep. Uh, and then trudge on down the high road until you reach the City of the Dead, uh, which you have been to at several times at this point. Uh, once when uh, Wolf was doing his stakeout, uh, and then uh, I believe you guys just came separately to that stakeout. We did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Long time ago. In a galaxy far, far... Wait, no, that's not us. Uh, Get out of here. So, uh, yeah, you guys end up meeting the uh, city guards that are stationed there. Um, and they end up asking you to sign your names in the ledger book. Uh, just so that way they can keep track of who's going in and out uh, as it is after dark. Okay. Uh, as they're walking, since they had to do this before, Ghost is going to lean up to Kronk. Kronk... Remember, we're going to sign fake names this time, okay? Mm, mm -hmm. So not Kronk Goreblast or mm. Gronk Coreblast, okay? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Something, something a little different, all right? All right. Okay. And then she'll sign Priestess. Priestess, doctor signature. Yes. <laughs> all right. And then Kronk, what are you signing? Er, eh. <laughs> Big X. All right. Uh, and uh, when they when you write a Big X uh, and Ghost, you write uh, Priestess. Uh, they then just like write a small description of what you look like uh, underneath, um, and then they uh, they just kind of let you through into the uh out into the city of the dead all right well we have to find the uh <laughs> what hmm? i'll watch the vod later the brandith brand brandoth the bride of never ember her family tomb yeah uh, I would like to take a quick look around and make sure that we're not being followed. Okay. So, uh, make a perception check. Where did I note that? I got a natural one. Oh, shit. You feel um, like you're not being followed. You're yeah. Confident. There's a 15. A 15? Yes. Yeah. Worse right. yet. 
she knows we're being followed <laughs> and can't find them. <laughs> we have to leave right now. We have to go. Ring race. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, you end up. Hubris, uh, you don't see anybody following you. Uh, you don't really. Like, there are a lot of people who are just kind of, like, standing around fires just trying to warm their hands. Uh, and even then, it's not, like, a whole lot of people. They're just small clusters. Uh, and it seems more like uh, small families. And you can see that it's, like, a a dad with two kids that were going to visit, uh, that were going to go visit their mom and then head off from the City of the Dead, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, you... You guys don't see uh, any hooded figures following behind precariously. Cool. We'll do. Well, do we know where it is? Uh, the Brandath tomb. You do not. Okay. So you'd have and to do. This is a big ass cemetery, right? It's a pretty big cemetery. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are gonna have to take some time to kind of look around. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't have anything else to do tonight. Um. <laughs> So, yeah. Survival checks? Yep. I'll assist someone. Ghost, 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 ghost. Okay. Me! Okay. Because I got a nat one. I got a nat 20. Womp, 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 womp. I'm not even going to roll it again. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> hey, man, if you get double 20s, what could possibly happen? Extra cool stuff. I, I got an oh. 11. Looks into the universe and sees four people playing a board game online. <laughs> this is just this is just like my Santor adventure all over again. Oh, it's too, too meta. Set the real resolution to best. Uh, so you end up... Uh, the name Brandath, now that you think about it, actually does ring a bell. Not necessarily as a family that you've seen, but you've seen the name before. And you remember uh, that this, that the Brandath tomb was actually where the three of you had hid during Wolf's meeting with the Zentarim. You had oh. actually ducked under into, uh, into the overlay for where that mausoleum began. Oh, this is where I realized that I should be in charge all the time. Wow, that's very late into the game. When when weren't you? Sorry, that was just something my player was thinking. Um, oh. <laughs> shall we? Uh, so the, looking at the tomb, is it like an above ground one? Are there stairs going down into like a crypt? So you see that it is open uh enough that there is a large tree uh that is kind of like set off to the side of near where it is and then there's an opening uh as well as kind of like a stone structure that says brandath on it okay. i would like to check to see if anyone else has been around here recently okay uh make a investigation check a 10 okay so with a 10 looking around you can see that uh it doesn't look like people have walked by it but they haven't walked into this area before yeah okay um 
footsteps light, boys. We don't want to leave too many tracks. What? Picks up a big purple boot. <laughs> shows it to you like, I don't leave tracks. This is true. Um, I guess what we're looking for is some sort of hidden entrance. Unless there, it's behind one of the, I assume this is some sort of magical hullabaloo. As you guys approach uh, the entryway to this mausoleum, you actually see that the tree next to it bends down. So that way all of its branches block the entryway to the tomb. Fair enough. Godna hasn't been in. No, like the tree was upright and actually bends down and blocks it off. I still make the comment. <laughs> Fair. That, that oh. tree. That tree just moved. Yes. Yes, it did. Ghost is making a mental note because she doesn't want to speak out loud because that's like been a problem before. Um. <clears> hmm. <throat> well. Why don't we stake out, boys, and uh, see if anyone comes to visit? If we must. You can take a nap if you in insist. Oh, no, I'm not. That, okay. that's, the, that's the worst option, actually. What, Kronk? We can just take it down. No, oh. that's the facing public property, and that's on the code legal. Plus, then someone would know we were here. All right. Perhaps later. Hmm. Sorry, buddy. It happens. We, you, you said the stone's magic? No, the tree is magical. Hmm. All right. It would seem to be barring anyone from entering. See, we should have had some blood from Neverbember. Perhaps. Hmm. All right, we're going to find a spot that's kind of out of the way, hidden, but we can see the entrance. Okay. In the crook of a mausoleum. Yeah. Uh, so as you guys go back from and try and find a place to kind of stake out, uh, make a perception check to try and find a good stakeout spot. Ooh, I am. That seems on... like a good check to roll for this. I am, I assist. I take the help action. Hilfe. Ooh, that's way better. 24. Okay. 17. Yeah, with the 24 and 17, this is no problem. You guys end up going to another tomb that's kind of farther off. Uh, and I believe the uh, Hubris, you and Ghost both have dark vision. Does Ghost have dark vision? I know Hubris does. No. All right. Uh, so, yeah, this is this tomb from where you guys are is roughly about. 60 feet away so ghost you can kind of make it out hubris mm -hmm. you can see it no problem yeah. uh, and as you guys back up the tree actually then kind of stretches upward fun so i'm assuming he needs to be alive for this event and present if it if they need his blood maybe that was just a Archaic way of saying bring the body live. Well, yes. Yes. That's my guess. <sighs> so that was fun. 
as far as we know, they were supposed to kidnap him, so probably. Well, he's he's safe, hopefully. hopefully. No, what Kronk was saying is uh, they 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 said kidnap him. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, not murder him and take his blood. So. Yeah. <laughs> Never Ember should be safe up in the castle water deep. So. Well, um, if he's not, we'll at least see him tonight. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. What would we need to pull off a heist like this? Let's try and th- get in their heads. They need Neverember, but we don't know what is beyond in the cave. Because if it was just his mother and he went to visit her, I mean, he would find it, right? There has to be some sort of something inside, maybe leading to a tunnel or something such. They said there were three locks. Three locks. Hmm. What kind did they say? What kind? Was mm-hmm. this h- Habaj? Mm. Krabaz? Krabaz. Mm. I, as a player, can't remember, so Kronk obviously can't. Yeah. But someone had said that there were three locks. Right. And that stone probably and would have had the... Sorry. And the only one we knew was was the, the blood of... Never Ember. Or somebody of his kin. Yep. I'm guessing the stone would probably help us unlock the other two. But then there's that nasty surprise that might happen. Indeed. It's kind of nice that we didn't have to use it. No curse on us. Hmm. And then we just wait. Ghost would like to wait for a couple hours, so she's cool with just chilling. Kronk doesn't feel the cold, so he's used to just sitting around. I'm bundled, so I should be fine. Okay. Uh, so make a perception check uh, for the first hour. <laughs> Should we roll a disadvantage or should I roll a disadvantage? Uh, you and Kronk will, as you both don't have dark vision. And so if I'm assisting, then she just rolls normal? Yes. Uh, how are you assisting the perception? Just keeping an extra eye out or... Yeah, yeah, because I, I can either have a height advantage or, you know, I'm, I, I don't feel the cold, so I can just be out in the cold somewhere. Well, the thing is, you need to be kind of hidden, too, because right. if there's someone there, then it jigs up. Right, but like you guys could be inside the thing, and I could be on the side or whatever of the thing, because I could just sit like a rock for hours. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I guess yeah, it would just be extra eyes peering into the darkness. Okay. Um, I rolled a twelve, and you said a perception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eight, six, eighteen, fourteen. Okay. Uh, so. With the 18 and the 14, as you guys are keeping watch over this tomb, you actually see uh, that there are uh, there are some people who do end up just kind of like walking by it. Uh, and when they do, you see the tree start to lean a little bit and then just goes back to its general position. Uh, almost like it looks like a strong wind may have been the cause of its movement. Uh, doesn't seem to have fully twisted like it did for you guys previously 
Uh, and then make a perception check on the second hour. Yeah. 18. 14. Okay, 18 <laughs> to 14 slapped. again. Uh, yeah, so at this point, uh, you actually see uh, that there is a figure who ends up uh, coming up towards the tomb. Uh, and at this point, you see the tree kind of lean down uh, and try and block off the entryway. And the figure just sort of looks at it, tries to walk a little bit closer. Uh, and that is when you all hear, uh, actually coming, a voice emerges from this tree. Uh, and it says, only those of Brandath blood are welcome here. Be gone. Son of a bitch. And the figure the time just time is two a.m. The figure just do you know where your children are? Looks very oh. uh, startled and just quickly scurries away. God, and the tree Damn just it. writes itself back up. So that means Reynold, Rainier, Rainier is the only key in. We can't just go up to Never Ember Senior and be like, "Oh, hey, we know what the thing is. Here's the stone." Baha. Well, wait. I mean, because he's half. Yeah. Does, doesn't she have kin? I thought she didn't. Was it, was I wrong in thinking that? No, she does not have any other kin. She was an only child. Oh. Yeah, that shows you what I know. Sorry. It's okay, Kronk. I know it's hard for you to pay attention for a long period of time. What? <laughs> nice. Nice. Sorry. Uh, so what time is it now? Uh, at been there for this hours? point, it would be close to 7.30. PM? Yeah. Uh. Well, if they're going to come, they're going to come in the middle of the night. I would think. Funda Do we want to stay? This is going to be a nightly thing for a while, isn't it? Perhaps. We can always cut off the body once. Ew. I call Kronk. Eyebrow wiggles. <laughs> yes, I heard you got... Nope, I don't know that. What did you show him, by the way? <laughs> I, let's see if Kronk knows what you're talking about. Uh, an 11? Um, when? Hubert said you told him something about me. Yep. Yep, he did. Why are you being weird about it? Because I smooched him. There you go. <laughs> you didn't. He pinned me against the wall. How was that? It was weird. Also, I'd say like a... 8.5. Like, if I was in the mood, probably a 10. Oh, thanks, buddy. Anytime, big guy. <laughs> Slap him on the ass. <laughs> it happens. Crank uh, will say, Yeah, I told him. It's, she, you appreciate a man of action. And he needed to be more forthcoming. Oh, thank you. I try. Luckily for hubris, I'm yeah. very patient. Are you okay? No, oh, something like a tissue hit my foot. And I thought it was 
<laughs> Biter. <laughs> I don't have pets. What the fuck? <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, you guys just gonna continue the the long stakeout. Yeah. I'll stay till. Wait, we're a bunch of zen, so it's the long snake out. <laughs> Didn't even do it right. <laughs> <laughs> For all you audio cast listeners, <laughs> standing ovation. <laughs> the Orson Welles. Um, so Ghost suggests that we stay until one. Maybe two. Oh, I am definitely going to take you up on that offer for cuddling for body warmth, because that's not going to fly very well. Mm. Kronk? Hmm? Will you make a tent for him? Mm-hmm. Oh, Kronk has his uh, his fancy cloak, because he left his 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 disguise cloak with Zaraj. So it's his, his, his show cloak, which isn't as warm, but it's just as big. Yeah. So I assume that he would sit down and like yep. kind of put his arms out to make like a little exactly teepee. Yep. No, this isn't conspicuous. <laughs> We're in the shadows. Yeah, don't move. You'll blend in with the snow. Okay. Thanks. So uh, as you guys continue to uh, idle in the snow for a while, uh, you. Make perception checks as the night kind of drags on. Are you still giving me advantage? Oh, yeah. I'm always doing the help action for stuff like that because, you know, it's more of a, hey, keep a lookout. Mm -hmm. One? Just a five. Okay. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's a seven. <laughs> okay. But Nine. Kronk's like, guess who? <laughs> I guess who? Kronk's <laughs> dropping the tent over hubris. Guess who? Kronk. <laughs> I'm not a child. This is strangely entertaining. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, as you guys are, uh, are as you guys are watching this uh, and watching this tomb, you see that there is a lone black figure. Uh, black robed figure that just begins making uh its way up to the uh up to the mausoleum and you see that the tree begins to move uh and this figure just sort of walks up to it and you hear the same warning message uh that comes booming out which is only those of brandath blood are welcome here be gone uh and you see this figure raise a hand up towards this creature uh and you begin to see a magical effect kind of coming out from uh from this individual's hand fuck 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 uh and as he does uh you see this large tree just uh and in its place is a small rabbit that then falls down onto the ground <sighs> Ooh. Where was he hiding that? And you see this hooded figure then begin walking into the tomb. Friend. Well, door's open. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know, all things considered, we should have taken up that Grey Force offer. Mm -hmm. oh, what spells do I have prepared? 
I've got sword. <laughs> I got a rock. Um, oh. All right, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's raid a tomb. Um, fuck, we can't just leave him. All right, yeah, we got to go in. Right? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to follow him sneakily. Make stealth checks. Um, before we leave, in chalk, I'm going to write on, just put an arrow on the outside of the tomb, pointing okay. inward with an H. Sounds good. Ghost will put a G with a smiley face next to it. And it, a smaller K. <laughs> okay. Stealth checks. Yep, make stealth checks. Ooh. Seven, an eight, nine. Dirty 20. I've got that seven okay, for you. So seven, a nine, and a 20. Hubris. Do you, sorry, does he roll an advantage because he's got the boots on? Is that, what do those do? The boots would I've got him chain mail, like full chain mail, not chain shirt, but full chain mail. So that so gives me cancels. a disadvantage. And so the boots, until we can get 450 together to get me a breastplate, we've got problems. So, uh, yeah, this figure uh, does not seem to notice you. Uh, or at least as you guys kind of like set off from your spot uh, and you have seen him kind of walk into the tomb uh, as well as once he is in or into this mausoleum and once he is inside, uh, you see that there is just a light that emerges like a torchlight. You can see it kind of flickering off the walls. And as you enter into this uh, into the ground level of this mausoleum, you can see that there is actually a stairwell that leads down into another level beneath you. And you feel like you're being stealthy enough. Hubris, you know that your friends aren't being super stealthy, but the, but the light just seems to continue moving down the hallway. It does not seem to actually stop uh, where you guys are. Could you be any louder? Mm-hmm. No, that was a rhetorical question. Don't know what that means. <sighs> you mean it. What are you guys talking about? You are loud. He wants me to be louder. No. No, no, no. You're doing great. All right. No, he's not. Don't lie to him. Oh. <laughs> uh I thought we said we weren't going to lie to each other. <laughs> um, Secret! <laughs> um, uh, so this this room is just kind of an open You see room. that there are there is a casket on the right and the left, and then on two raised pedestals uh, on the back right and left side. There are also more caskets, and then there's the staircase that's leading down. And the staircase that leads down, you can see, uh, extends into a hallway that goes on for about... 30 feet or so before uh -huh. taking a veering turn to the right. And that is where you can kind of see the flames coming from uh, the torch that this figure is holding. Shall we? I'm going to tap both Ghost and Kronk on the shoulders and turn them invisible. 
Okay. Ghost is going to grab his butt and then continue walking. Crunk! Hmm. Wait, no, that hand was too small. Ghost! <laughs> Way too small. All right. And are you guys making your way down uh down the down the mausoleum staircase? Yeah. Uh so make Stealthily. make stealth checks again as you guys proceed with caution. Now, double advantage does not cancel my disadvantage. No. It's just a normal just roll. A yep. Does invisibility give us advantage? It would, yes. Oh no, I can only give it to one person. Shit, because it's a concentration. Uh, uh, if you cast it at higher level spell slot, doesn't that? At higher, you can cast a spell using a spell slot of third level or higher. Mm. You can cast it one additional time for each spell slot. Got it. Of second. Yeah, so so maybe not do that. We're just gonna retcon. Okay. Good. My, my bad. Gronk still rolls flat. A five. You can still you can still grab Hebrew's ass if you want. Uh, 18. Okay. 18, 5, and 9. Nine. Yep. Got Ron it. On stone. She's wearing heels. Sorry. Uh, so. <laughs> she's like, like, you can hear click, 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 <laughs> click. I didn't know we were going to be going down here today. <laughs> I don't you piggyback on Kronk. That's a very good idea. <laughs> so climb up Kronk. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as you guys are having this conversation and making your way uh, down the down the uh, steps to the mausoleum, you turn the corner and you just see that the torch is lying on the ground uh, in front of what looks to be a dead end towards the back. Nope. 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 Hubris is like taking a step back up the stairs. They know we're here. <clears throat> we could trap him here. That's not going to be very helpful for us later. Yeah. I don't have fairy fire right now. I've got pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Better than nothing. Pocket sand. <laughs> And you just throw the sand down the hallway and you just see it kind of sprinkle then onto the ground. Oh. Um, I'm going to go ahead and why not use a level two spell for this because we're doing this. Mm. Um, I am um, going to cast uh, Find Traps. Okay. Uh, what does that spell do other than you, finding traps? Find traps. <laughs> uh, you sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. Um, this is one action and is instantaneous. Great. Uh, so I'm going to position myself down the hallway so I can see as much space as I can. Uh, a trap for the purpose of this spell includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable <laughs> which uh is intended by the which or is uh intended by the creator as such thus 
This spell would sense an area affected by alarm, glyph of, glyph of warning, or a, met, a mechanical pit trap, but would not reveal a natural weakness in the floor, an unstable ceiling, or a hidden sinkhole. Okay. Got it. Bad. So yeah, you cast your spell and you do not detect any traps. Fantastic. Let's go. Okay. Honk you first. <laughs> you got off the... You Obviously, to cast your spell, you weren't sit, still yeah. on my back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and Bronk down walks down the, the hall. And down this hallway, you can see that there are... Uh, would look to be two, uh, two smaller hallways that extend on either side. Uh, and as you continue uh, moving forward, make a perception check as you go. Mm. No enemies down here. I got a two. Five. Eleven. Okay. Yeah, you guys. Uh, you guys don't see any enemies until you. Uh, and you get. Until. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you guys get to the end of this hallway. Uh, and as you are looking at, uh, you are looking at this, this casket, uh, that is on the ground. You see that it has actually been popped open, uh, and there is a set of staircase that leads down inside of it. Huh. Lovely. Can you fit through this big guy? Mm, barely. Sideways. <laughs> Back up. Gods, I wish we had backup. What time is it? Uh at this point it is around eleven thirty at night. Okay. Maybe it's close enough. Uh Ghost is going to um gonna sit down and give a quick prayer. Um and she is going to say to Asuran. Um, the man that we are following does not deserve this treasure and though I may not have earned it yet I feel that the treasure in our hands will do more of your work than the treasure in his please give to us some sort of advantage on our mission. Praise be Azeron. And then she makes a hand signal. Okay. <laughs> because she doesn't know what to do. <laughs> uh, make another set of perception checks. Ooh. I'll assist. Okay. 18. Good. I rolled a one. I got a rock. Oh, that was almost another one. Perception is plus uh, 13. Okay. So, uh, what'd you get, Hubris? 18. And what'd you get, uh, Ghost? 11. All right. So, 13. 13. 7 plus 12. So, Kronk and Ghost, you two are sitting on the floor, and Hubris, you're kind of just looking at Ghost sitting on the ground praying. Uh, and you see a figure walk out of one of these small side hallways. And you see this black-robed figure, dark black hair that kind of stretches down over the collar. Uh, and 
while Kronk and Ghost are distracted, you see it raise up a hand that begins to crackle with electrical energy. And a bolt of lightning just fires off towards both Ghost and Kronk. So the Can two, I jump in front of it? Uh, this is happening too quickly for you to be too able quickly. to jump. Uh, so he is going to cast a lightning bolt spell. So Ghost and Kronk, I'm going to need you both to make dexterity saving throws. Oh boy! <laughs> This is... It's a nine. Okay. I don't want to put you away because you're such a good dice. Oh, you're man. not doing well right now, honey. You're just not. Here, why don't you stay in your box? Is it because I keep putting you away? Right. Yes! So. And then, Kronk, what'd you get? Hey, that's pretty. Three. No. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so... The two of you are going to be taking the full brunt of this damage. As this figure die. attempts to lightning bolt you. So that is going to be We're gonna be here for a while, folks. <sighs> gonna... For thirty-five points of electric damage. <sighs> and I would like for everybody to roll into initiative. Well, not ghosts. Did you drop ghost? She got smoked. Oh shit! I have thirty HP. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and stones endurance it. Okay. Holy bajoli! There we go. Dirty twenty. Okay, so is stones endurance? I don't want to die again. <laughs> Okay, so Hubris, you got a 20. Ghost, what'd you get? 13. Kronk? Oh, um. Got a rock. One. Okay. So, uh, Hubris is your go. I just turn to Kronk and I yell at him to grab Ghost and run. And he, like,. Mimics pulling down a visor and casts Arm of Agathys on himself. Okay. <sighs> All right, so, ghost. Oh, can I yeah. rush up to the figure to accost him with my longsword? Sure. Yeah. All right, ghost, it is your turn. Did you attack him with your long? No, you, you No, I used an action already, so. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, that wasn't in the thing, but it was a nine. All right, that is one failed death save. <laughs> Kronk, it is your turn. You're the only one with a healing potion, Hubris. You can also stabilize you with a healing kit. Yeah. So you said, grab ghost and run. Is this uh, is this black robe figure? Does it look like mushroom? It does. Uh. Interact with the healing kit. Action. Stabilize. Okay. And I I can't 
then interact to pick her up and carry her off. So that's that's all we can do. All right. So next up is this figure's turn. Uh, and uh, Hubris. Yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll grab her, run up the stairs, or at least around the bend so we don't get lightning bolted again. So she'll have to make one more save, and then I'll okay. I'll heal her next round. Uh, and he's just letting you go beside him. He does not try and, and take a reaction against you. Okay. All right, so you continue to run out. Uh, then next up, it is his turn. Uh, and he just looks at you, Hubris. Uh, and it says, um, I thought you were on my side. That's what you told you me. You attacked us! Because you followed. I did not give this order. Instead, you came on your own volition. That means you know too much. Uh, and at that, uh, you see that, um, he is actually going to try and cast a spell towards you. Uh, so you are going to need to make, I believe, a... Let's see here. It's going to be a... Wisdom save. Oh, because I'm great. Actually, I'm great at those. <laughs> Natural 20. Oh, yeah. Plus two, 22. <laughs> so you feel this wave of magical energy kind of course over you, uh, and you just manage to shake it off. And he looks at you, looks down at his gauntleted hand, then looks back at you, and you just see for a brief moment the corner of his mouth kind of tick up in a smile. Uh, and that is all that he is going to be able to do for the turn. Yeah. Hiris returns a smile. That wasn't very nice. And he's just going to try to attack him okay. with his sword. Do it. Do it. Get to it. Oh, cool. Uh, 22. Yeah, that'll hit. Cool. Um, Longsword is 1d10 plus 4. 14 points of slashing damage. Okay. Actually, bonus action, hex. So that's 16 points of slashing damage. No, 14 points of slashing, two points of necrotic. So a total of 16? 16 total. Yeah. Alrighty. So sounds good. And then because he got hit, Kronk, as you are running up the stairs holding Ghost, uh, and Hubris, you can feel this as well. The ground above you just shakes like a with a very, very heavy, thunderous <laughs> boom. Uh, as it would appear that uh, his concentration has broke on the other spell that he was focusing on from the damage that he has been inflicted. Oh, forgot about that. <laughs> so... Uh, and he just kind of like rears back and the cut that you dragged across him, you can see uh, underneath his robes is just this very, very pallid skin that just steadily begins to streak red. So next up is Ghost. Don't get a one. Yeah, don't. 
It's a Don't put that out in the universe. It's a six. Okay, that's still a fail. But it's not super <laughs> deadly. Next up, Kronk. And Kronk, you have heard the thunderous sound of a treant returning to its form upstairs, followed by a very deep growl noise. Hey, great. We're trapped. Um, uh, just a second. For some reason, they, every once in a while, I click the wrong thing. And D&D uh, &D Beyond goes to another menu on me. Okay, I'm back. Uh, we're trapped here. Uh, I guess my action was to uh, stabilize. Okay. Yeah, so you stabilize Ghost. So Ghost, you no longer have to make your death saves. Next up is this guy. Unless, Kronk, you wanted to use anything on your movement. Or if you had a bonus action you wanted to do. So, do I think this treant has any way of getting in here? It looks way too big to get in here. Alright, then I will... I'll leave, I'll leave Ghost on the stairs and head back. Okay. Yeah, and you see that Hubris is just fighting this dude. Okay, can I get into... I already did my action, so I guess yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, you can just be on him, though. You can there? be within okay. five foot. All right, I'm in melee, and I try to, like, flank, so he can't blast both of us together. Yeah, no, for sure. So, okay, good. All right, so, uh, yeah, you are off on one side. He is uh, in the middle. Oh. What? Fudge that. Action surge. Yeah. Yeah, boy. I'll let him have it. Okay. I mean, why die with an action surge, right? Uh, so an 18 plus 7 is 25? It'll totally hit. Okay. Oh, no. I took those red dice and chucked them, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, where, where, where's my greatsword dice? Um, all right. Come on, fellas. Oh, there's a six and a two. I re-roll the two. That becomes a five plus seven. Eleven plus seven is... Eighteen. Eighteen. And then a... Um, we're going to use a uh, superiority dice. That's another five on top of that. So 23 total. 23 total. And what effect shall we have? Uh... He doesn't have a weapon, right? He has a gauntleted hand. Okay. Disarm Is, him. Can I... Do I think I can disarming attack the gauntleted hand? You feel like you could. There it is. I bring the greatsword down and try to... Yeah, and knock you, it off somehow. He goes to try and block it, and then... That was not a great block on his part. So his hand just comes down, and it's a strength check to try and yeah. DC it. DC fifteen strength check because you're fighting against Kronk's strength. Uh, yeah. So your sword comes down, 
and he just grabs it with one of his hands as it sinks down and you see his arm rear down a little bit but he manages to just keep the blade at bay you've still dealt a significant amount of damage to it but you weren't able to disarm him okay had to try yep uh next up is uh is going to be his turn and at that he kind of moves his arm down uh, and throws the blade off to the ground and as he does uh you see that there is uh what appear to be i believe five volts of magical energy just kind of appear around him uh and then they are going to shoot out uh they are going to shoot out towards uh Ukronk as well as Hubris. And he is going to use a magic missile. <gasps> Bonus action. I'm taking my second uh, life or my uh, second wind. Got it. Otherwise, weird. Yes, good choice. Otherwise, otherwise we're dead. <laughs> okay, so uh, hubris. Two of these are going to be coming at you for a total of 10 points of damage. He walks up and backhands it, casting shield. And I take no damage. And Kronk, you take 11. Okay. Oh, does shield block magic missile? Yeah. Negates totally. damage. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. That's that's the coolest part about shield. Indoor will remember this. Not as the DM, <laughs> but like as a player, that's pretty fucking cool. I did not know yeah. that. So yeah, uh, so Kronk, you uh, get peppered with this 11 points of damage, but Hubris, you just throw up your shield and you don't take anything. Uh, so, then next up is going to be Hubris. I cast my hex on him, giving him disadvantage on. <sighs> Strength checks, big big guy. <laughs> Unless you've got something that that. Nah. Oh okay. no, I could be Dex checks. <laughs> Okay, whichever whichever you think is better, because I, I have three more superiority dice, so that's fine. All that's right. cool. So gonna hack and slash again with my long sword. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty hits. Uh, ah, sorry, math. Um. And then, oh, and plus my, wait, 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 sorry. 9, 6, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21 points of damage. Dang, okay. Holy shit. All right. Ghost, you are currently unconscious. Kronk, it is your turn. Um... Is she good? <laughs> I'm just okay. Uh, yeah, she's stable, but it'd be great to have her back in the fight. And uh, you know, a boom, great sword uh, coming down. Okay. Uh, eleven plus seven is eighteen. Eighteen hits. Oh, thank God. Okay, our uh, gods in this realm. All right. Got a one and a six. 
a six and a six. Oof. All right. So that's 12 plus the seven. For plus, a total of 19. Plus a superiority die. Fudge. For one more. Total of 20. And then what and, superiority die are you using? Uh, the disarm again. I'm going to try to <laughs> schlonk off that gauntlet. Oh, it schlonks off like nobody's fucking business this turn. He's taken 40 more damage between last round and this round. So as he goes to try and catch the gauntlet, uh, catch with his gauntlet again, uh, you see that he tries to block it off the side and the metal just kind of caves in and you see his fingers kind of twist up and contort inside of the gauntlet as more blood just starts to kind of pool down from inside. All right. Woo! All right. Be the uh, next up is uh, this guy's turn. And when, uh, after he's taken the damage from uh, you, Kronk, and he's taken the damage from you as well, Hubris, uh, you see that he is going to, uh, he casts a spell onto himself. And what you see is that his form starts to shimmer a little oh. bit and then it splits into a second one of him and then into a third one uh. and a fourth one that all just seem to be rotating in the same area as he casts a uh, a fancy fancy spell on himself and that is going to be it for his turn as he is currently uh, not in the best not in the uh, he's between a cronk and a hard place that is for sure so next up is hubris Hubris looks over at Kronk. I'll be right back. Turns mm. and like jets. Okay, where are you going? Up the stairs towards Ghost. Got it. All right, so yeah, you managed to get to Ghost, no problem. Pops open a potion, opens her mouth, and like swigs the bottle, gives her a smooch. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Ghost, you wake up to a, uh, you, you get your 24 HP back, <laughs> and you also get a smooch. Ooh. Better than Kronk hitting you in the chest. Live, damn it. <laughs> Three and a four. Woo! All right. All right. Cool. All right, Ghost, it is your turn. Okay. Was my all my movement moved uh, taken up? Yeah. Okay, Ghost is going to eyes open, uh, choke a little bit because, you know, when, you know, force forcing liquids down someone's throat is always awkward. Uh, and so she'll like spit up a little. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Can we kill it? <laughs> no, he's still alive. Kronk's fighting right now. Let's go. Shit. Um, has. Uh, oh, we're going? Um, okay. Uh, no, I mean, let's go help Kronk because oh, he's still okay. fighting. Okay, uh, Ghost is Just going to, to fucking. She's gonna. Does Hubris use words when he, he usually hits people, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm gonna cast silence uh, on the duder, like in his area. It's okay. a twenty foot radius. Uh, so for the duration, no sound him created within uh, or pass through, uh, which means he cannot cast spells that have a vocal component. It's pretty good. And then she is going to shift because I need them extra hit points. 
<laughs> no, so, use the blood hunter die. Yeah. Um. So she's no. Her, her face elongates slightly, and her bones start to crack. Her knuckles get hmm. beefier, and her nails get sharper. Lovely. Go kill him, please. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, Kronk. Or unless, yeah, Ghost, you used silence as your action. So Kronk. Uh, you know, bonus action. Coo, coo, bonus action. That was my bonus action. Was to shift. Oh. The shift, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Which gives me five extra HP. Nice. That's pretty handy. Right? 13 and 7 is uh, 20. Yep. 20. 20 totally hits. Yeah, yeah the world around Kronk just goes silent. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Zack Snyder film Kronk. right now. Exactly, exactly. There's the Everything slow starts. mo right it's before the hit. Say, yeah. Exactly. All right, so uh, nine and seven is 16 plus a superiority die. Oh, eight. Okay. So 24 total. So 24 total, and which. Which. Uh, Dismember him. Uh, and that would be amazing. Uh, he doesn't seem to have another attack or another weapon. No, right? he just had the so, one clawed gauntlet that is currently okay. destroyed. Um, and the entire time that you were fighting him, he wasn't making like cries of pain as you guys were injuring him. He just seemed to be dead focused on his task. Alright, I will... Uh... Uh, I guess I'll I'll make the menacing attack. Uh, so I basically, in silence, I'm like, like I'm I'm gonna crush him to pieces, and it's just the 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 skull face of Kronk that that causes the fear. Okay. And it's a DC 15, but it's a Wisdom saving throw. Okay. You did, uh, you did a real yes. good menace. He is frightened until the end of the next of, or uh, till the end of your next turn. Okay. So. Sounds good. So then it is his turn. So he is going to do that. Seeing as how Kronk has become a very, very big thorn in his in his side. Uh, what is the frightened effect? Doesn't he have to try to flee? Uh, so frightened is he has to spend all of the movement on his turn, getting as far away from you as possible, but he can do other actions before you doing that movement. Ah. Uh, uh, and then any okay. melee attacks that he makes against you are going to be at disadvantage. Okay. Uh, so what he is going to do is... Do, do, do. Sorry. That's okay. I'm trying to think of things that he Is this a frightened condition? Yes. Okay. Because I he can't willingly move closer to him. Right. I was thinking of the of fear. Yeah. Yeah, so a frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight, and the creature can't willingly take a move closer to the source of the fear. All right, uh, yeah. so 
what he is going to do is attempt to uh he's going to attempt to move backwards and just try and go down the hallway as far as he can back towards where the torch was uh so Kronk, you can take an attack of opportunity if you would like thank you Woo-hoo. i will do that come on Kronk. fudge uh six plus seven is only 13 the 13 does not hit all right so yeah he manages to get all the way to the end uh of the hallway that he is currently at and you can see that he's kind of stomping his feet harder as he goes until eventually he gets to the edge uh of the hallway in the last five foot square if you would place the silence in the middle of the hall correct the last five foot square at the edge of this hallway his boots begin to make noise again and you see him just turn around and extend his hand out, and he is going to be casting a lightning bolt in your direction, Kronk. Yeah, I can't survive a half hit, I don't think, even. But, all right, I do what check. you gotta do. But the healer's up, and that's yep. important. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so dex save? Yes. And 11. For that fails, so it is going to be a total of 26. Oh. No, it's just enough. Ah. Uh. Down so, goes Kronk. Yeah. You hear the sound of the lightning bolt shooting off, and Kronk in silence just takes this bolt to the chest and then drops onto the ground. And you can see that some of the rocks and loose gravel around Kronk kind of like pop up and then fall back down when they do, but it is a completely silenced area. Uh, And that is going to be it for this figure's turn. So, next up, Hubris. Hubris is going to head to the edge of the bubble. Can you see him like around the corner? Yeah, at the well, it's at the bottom of the of the hallway. You still have a clear line of vision to this guy. Uh Yeah, so cuz the hallway extends down where the stairs were, which is where you guys had been to heal ghost, and then he had gone further down the hallway towards where the torch was, away from the staircase where you guys were. Hubris points his sword at the guy, and then you see crystals of ice start to form around him as he casts magic missile nice and they just okay towards him for 34 points of ice stab called force damage all right so what does it look like when you drop this fool so basically as he points his sword um you see first um an after image of hubris grab one of the icicles and it turns into a sword slashes downward the next one comes up slashes downward again and then the other one impales him right through the chest and then you just see a of ice okay so uh and ghost you see this as well as all of these like icy shadow versions of hubris just sort of seem to pop in and out stabbing through uh this figure known as manchun with all of these icicles And as the last icicle plunges outward uh, of this figure, you see his hood kind of fall back and his eyes go wide. And you just see this almost very plain looking humanoid face. 
and as uh, you see that there is a little bit of blood that begins to come from his mouth, the blood begins to turn into a almost translucent liquid. And you start hearing the sound of dripping water. And as you watch Manchun fall down, you actually watch him melt into slush, into a pile of snow onto the ground. Son of a bitch. But peeking out of this pile of slush is a pale green stone that has three whiter stones inlaid in it that look like they have a lid marked over it. Nice. And that is where we are going to call it for <laughs> wait wait yeah we'll call it for tonight's game because you guys can stabilize Kronk no problem uh, so when we come back next week you guys will have obtained the the fabled stone of galore you know the entryway into the into the vault at least for what you would expect uh, and you guys did it you finally killed mushroom kinda kinda <laughs> you kinda killed mushroom <sighs> or, or as a player i know what he was <laughs> as a player i know what he was as well all right so i'd like to say first and foremost thank you to everybody who's decided to stick with us through this journey as we continue our way through the streets of Waterdeep. because holy shit guys holy shit guys we're in the we're in the thick of it now we're in the end game now yeah, yeah. oh yeah so uh with that in mind rj where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. I am RJ here on the channel, but you can catch me at rjustice2a2 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life. And probably I'm going to go and expouse this fucking... Oh, man. Some good shit. I also play Devil May Cry sometimes and Overwatch with some of these lovely people. You can catch me on the Monday Night Game as the Shatterkai Cleric Hubris. Excellent. LB, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm I'm LB Hackamup, and today was a good day. I was worried before because we said today was a good day, and then I went down in one hit, and then I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> but today was a good day. Um, you can catch me here on Mondays and Tuesdays, um, and then on Fridays I will be on um, Pro Restarter's channel for Birthright, uh, as long as nobody's sick because it's that time of year. And then Sundays, you can find me on Encounter Roleplay's channel, um, playing Abby in a game of uh, Young Heroes of Fate, where we're a bunch of kids who, uh, you know, got superpowers. And uh, Theo is played by Lazy Bones, and he is my character's crush, although he did smoke weed, and she's not down with that. So we'll see. Dare program. And, and also, can I just say, can I shout out the art we got today? Yes. Okay. Let me show myself so I can see. Which one? Ah. We got mm. some we got some ghost and Zaraj art in today. Yeah. Boobies and butt. Yeah, like there's a ton on the wall too. Of our but, uh, of our dear friend Julian. Yeah. Okay. Love Julian. At triangle art. underscore art underscore JW. Go 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 commission him. He's amazing. Oh, amazing. Every time I'm like just uh, I don't think there's a one of us that hasn't had a peace commission. No, That's true. I've done it twice. Yeah. yeah. I, Me, <laughs> Graybeard, Indoor, RJ. And and I'm lucky enough to play in a game with him, so I get I get my character drawn all the time. So it's nice. <laughs> it's true. And speaking of that, Graybeard, where can we find you? What do you do? 
I'm Greybeard of Greybeard's Tavern, and you can find me here on Tuesday nights playing Kronk Goreblast, uh, Goliath Gladiator. And then on Thursdays, I play Bavard. He's kind of a scoundrel, uh, and his boyfriend has killed his best friend, the magic vibrating cat. And last week, I just found out about that, and I rode off into the into the forest uh, 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 brokenhearted. So we'll, we'll see how and where that goes. That's 1 o'clock on Thursdays over on Pre, uh, Pre, uh, Pro Restarters channel. Um, and uh, we have a good time with that. And then Sundays, you can find me on my own channel uh, playing a little bit of Darkest Dungeon and... My crossbow just went flying off the pile because I was looking for my Darth Vader mask, which makes me upset. And, you know, I have just a couple of toys to play with with Darkest Dungeon. So, you know, pulls out new ones. come on over and check that out. We usually have a good time. 10 a.m. till whenever we get done, but usually 10 to 12. Thanks. That's me. All right. And if you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you didn't, hello, I am the Indoor Adventurer. Uh, I DM for these crazy cats every Tuesday here at twitch.tv slash the Indoor Adventurer at 530 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I also uh, DM a homebrew campaign that is on Mondays uh, here at the Indoor Adventurer channel. We do have a podcast, Wolfie Fire Light, that you can find at either indooradventures.podbean.com or if you go to anchor.fm slash indooradventures, you can find a link to all sorts of other locations that you can find us at, including iTunes, Spotify, aka Spoofy, Overcast, Stitcher, we're on everything. So as long as, and if we aren't, tell us. I will put us on that media platform. I will do my best anyways. Uh, but yes, we do have all sorts of those kinds of things. We also have a Patreon setup. So if you go to patreon.com slash the indoor adventurer, uh, then you can gain access to things like our Discord, as well as uh, really cool stuff like uh, an after show that we do, which uh, is called Nights in the Courtyard. And that is where we answer all of the questions usually reserved for nights. Uh, but it is also going to be where we answer questions from the community at large as well as each other. Also, if you have Amazon Prime, you can link that up with your Twitch for Twitch Prime and get a free subscription to any one channel. Now, you don't have to use it on us, but if you do, being a subscriber on Twitch is also a really easy way to get into the Discord. So, Patreon or Twitch. If you want to talk to us on the off hours when we're not on the show, we are more than willing to do so. It's the most active Twitch I am a part of, and I'm not just saying that because it's mine. It, You know, my phone tells me every week I spend 30-plus hours on it. So, you know, it's a, bit it's, a it's a good place for, for some good people. At least I like to believe so. So we are going to be going into our Patreon supported podcast after this. So I just wanted to say again to everybody who decided to stop by, thank you so much. And we are going to keep trying to produce excellent content week after week. There won't be a show tomorrow, sadly, but we are working on something special. So uh, with that in mind, we will see you guys next time. All right, everybody.